0: You're listening to Nice Fumes. I'm Real Causey. Hey everybody, welcome back. Today's episode features the entirety of the EP Dreamers Of by Venn. After the music, I talked to Andrew, the producer behind Venn, about how he created the EP and the utility of ambient music. Here is Dreamers Of.
1: The cause of the fear I don't My tongue Is tight Suspense.
0: I'm here with Ven, who made the Dreamers of EP that we just listened to. Hey, how's it going?
2: Good, how are you?
0: Doing well, thanks. Um, So this EP actually just came out on the 26th of July, right?
2: Correct, yeah, so it's the, I put a first one out about a month ago and this is the follow-up second EP. But yeah, this one's just out a couple days ago.
0: That's awesome. Are the two of them, would you say that they are uh, companion pieces to each other or or related to each other?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, So when I started, you know, having enough songs to feel like I was going to launch Ven, which is my ambient moniker, um, I was talking with Sonderhouse Records um, and they were going to put everything out as an album and then the label manager over there guy named kyle we just were discussing it and he suggested to just split them up and do two eps you know just how the streaming world works and you know more releases equals more editors ears and more submission processes
0: yeah it's just a kind of manageable bite size type of thing
2: yeah but you know all all 10 songs on the two eps were done at the same time, mastered at the same time, and then we just split them into two.
0: Cool. So we heard the latter half here. Um, So do you want to talk a little bit about uh, how you made, I guess, uh, both of these EPs, but in particular Dreamers Of, um, how they came to be?
2: Um, Yeah. I guess my process is sort of all over the place and hard to define at some points. I mean, I think some of these songs were... You know, not much more than like an ambient pad or or a drone that was sitting somewhere in some session on my computer for a long time. Um, And I just kind of filter through through things as I feel inspired. So, you know, if I have a day to get into the studio and work on stuff, I don't necessarily always know what it's going to be. And, you know, the days that I'm working on ambient stuff, this is just kind of what came out. And some of them, are brand new some of them have probably been on my computer for two years or so um Mm -hmm. one of the most interesting ones is i was actually just kind of filtering through like some sounds i had made and saved in sessions and i i plugged in a a really old hard drive drive um and i found stems for an old band i was in which is actually called we are kings and queens It is no longer a band and uh, I opened up the session and pretty much cut everything down to like a piano and some of the vocals. And I was like, wow, this song is really beautiful in and of itself, uh, just with the piano and the vocals. And I sent it to the old lead singer and he was like, yeah, let's re-put it out as a, as an ambient reprise. So that's a, a song called The Sound, which is the third song on Dreamers Of.
0: That's very interesting. So th- this was, uh, released before is, is what you're saying, but this is just a complete like re-edit and reimagining of, of that song from some years ago.
2: Correct. Yeah. I mean, it was a full fledged sort of rock band sort of feel. Um, and just, you know, that's a whole nother story as to what happened to that band and all the content that had ever happened. But yeah, I mean, short story long, it, uh, guess you can kind of look at it as its own rework or or unremix of the song.
0: Yeah. I love the feeling of, you know, I guess thrifting or upcycling little old pieces of stuff. I feel like a lot of the time, you know, when, I, when I'm when i working on stuff, the little bits and bites of things that I've made a couple of years ago wind up being more useful than if I try and just sit down and plunk out something new. Yeah. It's almost like they need to sit around for a while for you to realize what they actually sound
2: like. Yeah, totally. And that's, I think, you know, my process is just like I have so many sessions and I have a few different projects and things will just sit around and I won't feel inspired by them for the longest time. And then, you know, I'll listen to something. Maybe I'm just in the mood of listening to ambient music. Maybe it's, uh, you know, it could be somebody like Hark Madley. And then I'm like, wow, what he did with that piece is really cool. And then randomly I kind of open up some sessions and I like, we'll strip everything away and just stick with a pad and kind of build back on that. And then all of a sudden there's, there's a whole nother composition that came from somewhere that's just been kind of, you know, living in a graveyard for a year.
0: Mm -hmm. One thing that I was feeling when I, I listened through the course of the EP a little bit is it seems like there's a progression from uh organic to inorganic so you have like the first track daybreak The mm-hmm. kind of like uh drum arrangements feel like you know rather live like i'm not sure i'd you know maybe they're uh it's pre-existing samples whatever but then all, all the way down to the kind of like the wash and come down um mm-hmm. is, is there can you talk a little bit about like the arrangement and the conceiving of you know narrative or emotion and how that is flowing here Um,
2: yeah, totally. I think, and especially, you know, like the track deliver, I I totally get what you're saying. Um, but Daybreak, uh, to me came from like some old work I had done with a friend, Matt. So his, his guitar is actually what's on that song Daybreak. And I kind of built everything around that. Um, and the, the drums in that, I guess you would say they're samples, but they're from live samples of Mm -hmm. like other live drum recordings i've i've done and that was you know daybreak to me is like i have a huge uh inspiration by people like john hopkins like john hopkins yeah. the song immunity is like one of my favorite ambient tracks of all time and i think if you listen to that track immunity like you can you can tell that it it is uh there's there's clips and there's probably samples and a lot of electronic elements but it just feels very organic and like the foley and the the little builds that happen for like seven minutes that song is and you don't really ever feel like you know anything is too boring um i mean that song is just like a masterpiece to me and that was a big inspiration for daybreak and then i kind of you know put the the sound in the middle as it it is just a very sort of organic easygoing uh ambient version of an old song And then I kind of just shifted gears from that completely with the song like Deliver, which, um, is really just, you know, me making sort of a weird little drum beat. Um, you know, it's all just from a MIDI keyboard. And then I pretty much took that drum track and put a different effects on it and sort of weave them all in together and then just kind of put the, the large pad that's, it's on top of that whole song through it. So it's like a much more, I guess, electronic element in the sense that I'm just using effects to sort of ebb and flow with the drums. And then I thought come down, you know, aside from the song title, uh, ironic in and of itself was just it's like a a last sort of hurrah as just such a, like a big sound in that track.
0: So you said that the Project Venn itself is relatively new for you. How does this kind of fit into a larger context of just what you do with music?
2: Yeah. When I first started producing my own stuff, uh, the project is under a moniker called Mozambique. And that project is mostly inspired by groups like Tycho. um, And even I've already said John Hopkins. John Hopkins has like you know, some very upbeat electronic stuff, but also very down-tempo, ambient things. Um, And so the first record I put out as Mozambique, I had sort of a handful of both. And then I was just making so much ambient stuff that I kind of wanted to give it its own thing so that, you know, it just didn't become confusing, I guess, to the listener. Like if somebody's on Spotify and they they find one track that they really like that's that's ambient and then they listen to other stuff and I've got like, you know, really full bodied upbeat electronic things. I just I didn't know how it was gonna sit, so I just kind of decided to split what I do into a couple different projects. Um and that's kind of how then ultimately came about, so I could just really let that be its own body of work and not kind of convolute anything else.
0: Makes sense. I feel like the past few years have really seen a lot of people have decided to do ambient work or consider it a little bit more heavily or listen to more of it. And I think it's interesting how that is pairing and kind of dovetailing with streaming and the idea of having a sound for a particular space or a particular time, filling spaces with sound. I feel like that's one of the positive fringes coming out of you know the changes in the way that we're listening to music
2: totally and I I completely agree with from you and I also I just get the feeling that like as this generation is growing up there's just so much stress and social media and anxiety that I I think a lot of people don't even realize in their day-to-day like how much you're on your phone and just doing all this sort of internet social media stuff that like those playlists people just sometimes put on and it's like you know relaxing piano and ambient midnight and go to sleep music and there's you know these spotify of five million because people just need to clear their headspace um every now and then and i think i mean maybe i, I could be wrong but I, I, you know i i love some pop music but sometimes i feel like you know there's got to be people who these huge pop songs that are all over the radio, like even the people who are listening to them, like it's got to be sort of more fun to listen to you with your with your friends and and to party with and, you know, almost have a good time and joke about. But I don't really picture even like the young generation, like going home and bumping Lil Nas X by themselves. Like, right. <laughs> maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but, you know. I think it's cool that it's kind of opening up this whole world for for everyone in terms of the streaming services that, you know, little like a guy who just does easy guitar solo music can turn that into making a living if it's going well enough on the streaming service. And that's something that I really appreciate and am inspired by as to what Kyle is doing over at Sonderhouse Records.
0: Yeah. Do you want to talk a, a little bit more about them?
2: Yeah. Um, so Sonderhouse, I think they probably started like cu- maybe just a couple of years ago, and it's really turned into one of the biggest modern ambient composer labels. And they really just focus on sort of what I was just describing, you know, solo piano, solo guitar, uh, ambient drone music, like myself and Venn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the market that they've found is just that there are these huge playlists and people are listening to them a lot whether it's like at work or to study or you know when you get home and you take a bubble bath but it's the the market is out there and like the streaming numbers are are really showing it you know it's not something that's going to turn into your typical sort of music quote-unquote band situation where you know you're going to release the record and then promote it and then go on tour with it and then, you know, go back and record another record and kind of repeat that cycle. Cause there's not like, you're not really going to be touring on it. Um, but it's just, it's nice to know that there is a market for it. And, you know, people like myself who just really love ambient music can be making and composing this stuff and putting it out and somebody in the world is relaxing to it somewhere.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I really, to your point, I really like the idea of, uh, you know, an, an ambient work being kind of an act of care or providing care for people. I think that's a really lovely way to look at it. You know, people need that.
2: Totally. Yeah. And it is, you know, I think more and more, even festivals and things are, are becoming in tune with that. I mean, I just, Last week, this guy reached out that uh, they're doing like a new festival in the Mojave Desert. And so I'm going to go do a sound bath at like 2 a.m. on Saturday night after one's everyone's partied out and then they can just, you know, lie down and relax and I'll uh, play them to sleep.
0: Yeah, I think I think that the interest there is definitely growing. Um, How are you how are you going to do yours? What what uh, elements are you going to bring to that?
2: I mean, it's not till late September, so I haven't fully figured it out. Um, I'm going to do it mostly sort of as a DJ setup because um, the guy who's been coordinate- coordinating with me was kind of making sure that I can do it as like a more or less like a plug and play thing without a ton of gear and everything. Yeah. Um, I have done a couple before that were a little different in that we sort of, um, I just kind of brought a, a couple keyboards and, and made some noises. And then my friend actually does a lot of sound healing stuff with, uh, gongs and sound bowls and stuff like that. So we kind of did this cool sound bath where we kind of like played with one another for a couple hours where he would, him and I would stand up and do the gongs. And then like, I would set a gong down and he would continue. And I'd kind of just come in with some ambient noises. And, you know, sometimes it was even like a, a pad, and I just play some chords behind him. But then, you know, towards the end, I just kind of like queued in some some bird noises and some running stream noises, and it it was just pretty cool. I mean, there were a handful of people that were like, "We've been to a lot of sound baths, and this was this was really incredible the way you guys like went back and forth." So I think it was cool that you know there is like there is the sound bath element of you know just having ambient music, and then there's the sound bath element of you know things like gongs. When you really like walk around and play them, you can kind of hold them right above people, and it's like it's a very much a vibrational thing, and yes. you actually can can feel the sound. And I don't know if you've ever done something like that, and or the listeners, I would highly recommend uh, checking out some things like that where you can really feel like you're being healed and, and touched by sound vibrations. Yes,
0: I, I mean, I think the thing that's so fun about it, especially if you have like uh, acoustic elements like the the gongs and then, you know, you're you're playing sense or you're doing some kind of modular thing or whatnot, um, you know, you have those. And then you're also very much working within whatever space you have, like in a very conscious way. And you get to play with, you know, resonances and, and interactions and kind of it's an exercise in awareness which is very very cool Um and I think that makes it just like so fun as as a practice
2: backtracking to more of the conversation about you know sound baths and ambient music live I, I feel like it's the the way that these playlists are exposing ambient music to other people I think it it is helping this the culture of sound healing and sound baths and everything. Cause you know, I think the first one I ever went to was probably somebody else dragged me there, you know, and, yeah. and anyone who's probably going to a sound bath or something like they've most of the time, never done it before. And it's somebody else who has, it's like, Oh, you need to come. You'll love it. And then you kind of get them out and you see how, how cool it is and how different it is. Um, but I think, you know with like the prior knowledge of you know being somebody who just listens to an ambient playlist while you're studying or while you're working then it's you you can kind of get in tune with this stuff a little bit easier and discover it and be kind of more open-minded um on your own as far as getting out to those things and and really experiencing them and I, i think even um at first, it's like, you know, people are just like, oh, what's this ambient music? Is anything going to happen? But like, you know, I I have a, my day job is in an office, and there's four or five people that are always in that office, and I'll just like put that stuff on. And, you know, it's at first people are like, God, all, all, Andrew's just always listening to like this sad piano music. (laughs) And now it's like, now it's commonplace in, in our, in our office. And, Everyone's just like, Yeah, it's it's easy to work to, it's relaxing, it's nice. And um even my boss now uh is a member of like this uh sound meditation place in Venice that she goes to a couple times a month. So Oh
0: wow, so you've really you've converted everybody.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, you know? One step at a time.
0: Yeah, that's very cool. I mean, I yeah, I I know exactly what you mean. I think that um it's it's discoverable in a way that it wasn't before, and so that kind of has a normalizing effect or something. And I think really does push people to think about um, what they want out of uh, the music that they listen to and the way that they're feeling um, and kind of connecting this idea of uh, emotion to the music that they're listening to.
2: Yeah, completely agree.
0: Real quick. Do you want to tell everybody where you can find dreamers of to listen to again? um, Any other relevant info, anything like that?
2: Um, yeah, so you can find Ven, which by the way, is Norwegian for friend, um, on all normal streaming platforms. Uh, and that is spelled with a space in between the letters. So V space, E space, N space, N, um, Good tip. And dreamers I, I didn't,
0: uh, you didn't pop up actually the first time that I, I searched for you and then I was like, ah, that's why Yeah. include the spaces. It's important.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And like I said, it means friend. So the whole thing kind of just, I loved the word and then I loved the meaning of it, that it's just short and simple. And it kind of tied in this like feeling of community that I try to both promote and get from ambient music. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's on all streaming platforms. Uh, dreamers of is the latest EP. Um, and you can listen to all of it there. And thanks a lot for tuning in. Thank
0: you so much. If you make music and you'd like to submit a piece to the show, or if you have a suggestion for somebody who I should have on, get in touch. You can email me at nicefumeshow at gmail.com. And thank you all so much for listening to Nice Fumes. Your continuous support is what makes this show possible. That's all for now. See you soon.